welcome to 4C Reviews. We're your hosts. I'm Elliot. And I'm Brody, where each week we will review a book, show, or movie and grade it based on the 4Cs. Uh, character, composition, clever, and kindred. Constipation. Constipation. I ate too yes. much popcorn in the theater. <laughs> so this week we'll be reviewing uh, the second episode of Black Mirror. It's known as Smithereens. Season five or yes. chapter five? Season or chapter wanna... or whatever. Series. Yeah. So is this the second episode you've ever watched? This is, yeah. It's the second episode that I've ever seen of the show. So it was very different from the first one. So yes. I, I, I enjoyed the episode overall, I would say. Yeah. It, was, uh, it wasn't like halfway through I wanted to shut it off or anything like that. Did you feel like you wanted to shut it off halfway the first time? Were you like, this is a little too much for me? No, the first time, I, I think some of the stuff that they do in the show, the callbacks make it easier to watch, maybe. Okay. Like, because everybody says it doesn't matter which which order you watch it in, but right. I would say that you're not in on some of the... Easter eggs. Easter eggs, and the technology isn't explained in well, ways that... they in the other shows, they also don't explain a lot of it. It's just kind of like... Oh, here it is. Oh, okay. So. Okay. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure how much they go into depth on some of that stuff, so. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, they they only until recently started, like, reusing other technology. Beforehand, okay. it was kind okay. of just, like, always new. I got you. So, uh, basic synopsis for the, for the episode is there is... Uh, about six people that I would say are pretty sizable characters. Three are major characters. Uh, the main character being Chris. Yeah, who is played uh, by Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. Do you know anything that he yeah. was Oh, he's in all in? kinds of things, man. Um, have you watched Sherlock at all? No. Man, Sherlock's a great show. I think Sherlock is a, is a really good show in the beginning. Towards the end, it kind of tails off. But he plays Moriarty in the Sherlock okay. series. He's in Saving Private Ryan, which I think is his first big thing. He plays one of the guys that dies pretty quickly. Okay. He has, like, speaking parts or no? I think he does. Because I don't remember him from that movie. Mm, I could, no, I think he dies really early on. Oh, okay. So, like, on the beach or something. I think so. I think he... Yeah. yeah. I just remember him from that for some reason. Okay. Now that I'm looking him up, I don't notice a lot of other things, but... Yeah. So we're introduced to Haley, who is... Uh, her name is Amanda Drew. Yeah. I know her from absolutely nothing. She seems to be a theater actor. Okay. Um, you don't go to a lot of theater over in Great Britain? No, I'm not um, very well versed. In the arts? In any art, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I respect that. Then color we art, meet like a color in the lines. But... <laughs> yeah. Then we meet Jaden. Uh, do you know him? Yes, from... that's Dameson Idris, who I do not know. Okay. Um, he's on. Uh, he was on Snowfall. This is a TV show on FX. I don't have not heard of. Okay, I've never heard of it either. I yeah. don't. I would say I probably don't watch as much TV as as I should in order to know a lot of these people. <laughs> Like, are they Danny Glover? No, I don't know anything about them. Then. Yeah, the Danny Glover method. Yeah. So, six degrees. CS of Grace Danny. is introduced. Uh, what does CS stand for? Do you know? Is that like some Constable... sort of Constable? Mm, I used to. I used to. I've watched actually a lot of British shows. I hate. Br I hate British. Oh shows. man, like. Um... <laughs> I mean, not Doctor Who. I watch like anything besides Doctor Who. I really. Yeah. Yeah, I, the thing I like about a lot of the British shows is that they're, they're short, and they're like, after the season's over, that's it. So it's like a you know a one season arc of a of a show. Okay, it's not like an eight season thing that you got to yeah, keep up with. Yeah, and... yeah, like the fact that um, Sherlock went on for as long as it did is like kind of shocking. Yeah. But it went on so that's long because it was the so pay popular. Down, isn't it? I think that's you how don't you let get the, the people down. get bigger than the show. But you also that's how you get big actors to do these little roles. Like the other guy, I know you haven't mentioned him, but like Topher Grace is in this. It's like the true detective idea. It's where... exactly like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's definitely like the true detective. We're introduced to two more characters, both of them working for Smithereens, which is the name of the 
company that the show's about and the title of the episode, and that's Penelope Wu, who's the COO, and then the CEO, which is uh, Billy Bauer. Which is Topher Grace. Who plays Venom in the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> the Tom Hardy? He's in the Tom Hardy Venom movie? That's crazy. <laughs> he, As Venom, too? Two actors plays play one guy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> playing Venom? <laughs> playing Venom. That's good. It's super method. Yeah. Like, he does a really good job. Like, if you didn't know better, you would think it was Tom Hardy. <laughs> nice so also from that 70s show fame and what else he was in it he's been in a ton of stuff um, he played david duke in the um oh, what movie was that that we i literally just watched here recently uh, he's um, in traffic he's in mona lisa's smile he plays david duke in a movie that was actually really good that we watched here recently uh black klansman yeah, Black Klansman. How yeah. was that? Yep. Is that good? I've heard that. Yeah, it's a good movie. I the guy who wrote it was on like Fresh Air, and it just sounded very interesting. As in Prince of Bell. Yeah. Fresh Air. Fresh Air with Terry Gross. It's Prince an NPR thing. Fresh Prince Adam of Driver. Bell. That's no. the other Hello? guy that's in that. Hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Um, Thought you were with me, but nope. Oh, he's an Interstellar. He's an Interstellar. Love Interstellar. Yeah. He's in War remember. Machine. I didn't even know they made a War Machine movie. That's not. <laughs> it's not the comic book movie. Are you sure? <laughs> isn't it the isn't it a gun movie with Nick Cage? Um, let's click on it. Let's find out. Let's do. Uh, it's with Brad Pitt. Oh, that's Brad the Pitt, Netflix Brad Pitt, movie. Brad Pitt, okay. What is the Nick Cage movie where he's a gun, oh, he's an arms Lord dealer, and he goes to Africa? Lord of War, How yeah, can yeah, you okay, forget that's that? Frankie, that's Frankie's favorite movie. That's right. You said that before. Man, I, I... blocked that movie out. You came on our my other podcast, and we kind of crapped on Frankie a little bit, just joking. And then, yeah. like, the following week, we crapped on Frankie even more. <laughs> why would you do that? I, I, he's a great guy. I, I well, guess I, you're friends with him, so it's Yeah, fine. that's why, I, and I even said that. I was like, look, I only crap on him because I absolutely love him. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I've still got to crap on my roommate. I don't know, he did yeah. something. We were talking about college, like, girlfriends and something, and he came up, you know. Yeah. As yeah. he does. Fair enough. So, uh, overarching theme of the episode is uh, there's a Chris. He drives a rideshare. Uh, he keeps going out front of the smithereens building which is a social network building that's kind of like facebook i would take it is also that what you took like it as google too i thought i kind of thought so they were google kind of and facebook together too. yeah okay so he uh is out front of the building and he keeps picking people up only at that building trying to figure out if anybody work, he asks, "Do you work for Smithereens?" The first lady that gets in his car, he says, uh, "She says no," and then he runs into this guy named Jaden. He ends up kidnapping him, and then there's negotiations that go on with the police. And his main goal is that he wants to speak with Billy Bauer, the owner of Smithereens. And then he ends up telling, he ends up eventually talking to Billy Bauer and explaining his life story to him. And that's the basic overviewing synopsis of everything yeah what are what are your thoughts on the story just like the overarching idea of the story do you have anything the the way i kind of view black mirror as like a season as a whole typically you know you're like oh that was a good season overall like there were way more hits than misses i think this season was the weakest but um i think this was the best episode of the season of the this one okay this felt the most black mirror without feeling black mirror at the same time I like when Black Mirror only focuses on like a couple of characters and really here it's really focusing on Chris, who's Andrew Scott, the guy who kidnaps. Oh, my gosh. Jaden. Jaden. Thank you. And Topher Grace, Billy Bowers character. Yeah. I mean, the story is really told through their eyes, right? Yep. I, I would agree with that. So I thought the biggest thing with the story here, I thought the pacing was off a little, you know, just the timing of how events happen. Overall, though, I really do like the story here, and I really like the story, I think, especially because of, like, his reasoning for kidnapping and trying to get a hold of the CEO of of um, Smithereens was really interesting to me. I like the idea between the three the three main characters, too, between Chris, Jaden, and Billy, because they're kind of all three in different positions in the episode right. where, uh, like, if it's if it's 
having power over the uh, having power in the regular world and then control over the situation. Chris would have control over the situation and no power in the real world. Right. Billy Bauer would be the extreme opposite where he doesn't have any control over the situation and what happens, but has a ton of power in the real world. And then Jaden is the intern who has neither of either one. He has no control over the situation. And man, he has no power over the situation. That is deep as shit, man. I, but, it, <laughs> but you nailed it. I mean, that's, that's what's so good about this series is it's just so, there's so many little things like that. Where you're like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I found that interesting that yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting that they had it be an intern. I wonder if they, they consciously had that in mind whenever they did it or it kind of worked out that way. And I would think that it's not an accident the way that happened. No. Um, the thing I found weird, well, not weirdest, the thing that I found really interesting here was how, when you see the police side of things, how slow they were to learn of the events that led Chris to, to doing this versus yeah. the smithereens people who knew almost instantly exactly what had happened right which is pretty much the thing with police anyway though right that like, is, how did you isn't find that the crazy out some... part right like it, yeah this is this could happen today yeah i mean how do you find something out about somebody if they don't have social media and they don't know you don't have anybody that knows them how do you find out anything about that person other than talking to neighbors and then you get the the oh he, I, he's real quiet he's real nice like yeah you don't get a real read on what people are it's not like the 50s or 60s where people knew their neighbors and there was that right. sense of community and everybody oh, do you like, know your oh. neighbors no i don't i don't talk to anybody we have one guy who's two doors down that's extremely friendly and we always say hi and we might chit chat i couldn't yeah. tell you, i couldn't tell you his name to save my life I don't need to meet another person the rest of my life, right. and I will be super happy. Jeez. It's like, that is like my thought I when I wake I, up. I have plenty of friends already. All three of them. So whenever I was moving out of my old place, uh, me and Amy went to get the last little bit of crap out of my, my, house, uh, my apartment that I had in Indiana. And I had lived there probably two years, I think, I lived at that place. And I was walking in to get the last bit of stuff, and please the neighbor tell walked me up. He's gonna, please tell me that your neighbor says, hey, are you moving in? <laughs> he did. He goes, yes. hey, hey, how's it going? Of and I was like, uh, good, how's it going? And he's like, uh, moving in? And I was like, no, moving out. Been here two years. And he was like, oh, okay. And Amy thought that was hilarious. Oh. That She's like, how have you never talked to anybody? Shit. And I was like, well, think about it. Like, if... So I work during the day and then I would drive straight to jujitsu. Right. And I don't get home till like nine or 10 at night. There's right, a chance right, they right. thought nobody lived there. I was convinced we had a guy, there was somebody in our, our parking lot who literally parked like in the middle of the road um, in our apartment complex, like just in the middle of the road, got out of his car, turned it off and it was just gone. It was a car I'd never seen before or anything. Um, and so the cops like showed up and they're like, Hey, whose car is this? And I'm like, I don't know any of these people, dude. I've never seen that right. car before. Like, I'm zero help. Sorry. Like, that's my car in the parking spot like it's supposed to be. Like, I got nothing for you, man. Yeah. Like, I actually, like, had to put pants on to talk to you. So, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm bad about stuff like that. It's, like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's a generational thing, I think. Yeah. I just don't want anyone in my business, and I don't want to be in anyone else's. Exactly. I don't I don't want to be involved in your stuff. If, that's why we're such if good friends. Something happens and you need somebody to help you change a tire or something yeah. like that. I'll go out there and do yeah. it. You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to do anything like that. I'll help you if I can. But other than that, I don't want to hang out with you. N no to every question you have about me wanting to hang out with you. <laughs> we just need to buy a big piece of land and build our houses there. A compound on the if opposite you will. ends of the land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then we know exactly, you know, exactly yeah. what we need. You can't accidentally walk on my half of the land. Yeah. So it'll have uh, to be thought out and I, you'll, you'll have to notify me ahead of time yeah, that you're exactly. coming over. Yeah, a 30-day <laughs> written notice. Yeah. So, man, we have diverged quickly, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So Chris, dri he uh, essentially he drives rideshare and he's trying to find people that work for that company. Uh, in the beginning, he's not successful and he, it ends up showing him go to a group therapy session for people that have lost somebody i guess is what i took it as like a grief counseling type thing or, or yeah, a group of group therapy yeah yeah so he meets up with Haley, who we find out her daughter committed suicide uh 18 months before they end up going back to her place and have sex and then she ends up 
they're talking afterwards and she goes over to the computer and realizes does a timer go off or something like that on her phone yeah i think a timer goes off because she's attempting to get into her daughter's social media account yes uh persona yeah is what it's called on the on the show And she can give three guesses a day i think something yeah every 24 hours you get three guesses which is just depressing and the saddest part is this lady has a book just filled with attempted passwords yep which, yep, and God, anything she thinks sounds... of, she writes down in it. Like, that could be a lifetime's worth of... So, well, and it looks like it is, right? Right. Yeah, well, yeah, so 18, 18 months she's been doing it. Who knows how long ago she started doing three a day, but... Yeah, let's see. So, 30 day. we'll just say 30 days, right? So, that's yeah. what? Uh, 540 days, which is 1,620 guesses, if she started 18 months ago. So ballpark it, she's done 1500, 1500 guesses yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Nowhere close. Nowhere, dude, the infinite amount of possibilities. Oh, look, my passwords only get weirder the longer I get into things. I will see a book or something by me when I need to enter a new password, and that will be my <laughs> password for like the next nine months with nice. some random ass number associated, but either before it or after it, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or hmm. I'll exchange a letter for a number. Yeah. Right. And then, and then an at sign yeah, for an A yeah, or a three yes. for an E or, yeah, oh the typical. Yeah. And it's usually key, just like yeah. a random book or I'll open a book to, and find a big word. <laughs> and that's what I do. They're just so nonsensical. They're completely nonsensical. Yeah. Like if I died today, Tessa could not get on half of the things that she would probably need to. Oh, you're also that type of person that doesn't write their passwords down. That's real neat. I used to, and then I read a thing where it was like, you shouldn't do that. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Tessa would be screwed because <laughs> I pay all the bills online. Yeah, well. Everything I I'm do sure is online. I'm sure she'd figure it out. She's a strong, independent woman, and she don't need no man. No, she doesn't, which is why she has me. <laughs> the softest boy so, alive. We go into, it shows him the next day, which is the day that he ends up kidnapping Jaden out front of the building, asking uh, if he works for Smithereens. He says yes, and he's like, here, put these zip cuffs on. Yeah. And uh, he drives way out into the middle of nowhere. Originally, he wasn't, uh, he, he was supposed to drive him to the airport. Right. And Jaden's messing around on his phone, doesn't notice what he's doing. And he's like, oh, I might have to take a different way. And Jaden's like, yeah, that's fine. And he ends up driving way out in the country as he put the zip cups on. Um, and then he goes to switch cars and tells Jaden to get in the back. And Jaden's wigging out because he's claustrophobic. So he's like, all right, fine, get in the back seat, but put this bag over your head, which... I don't know why he was just driving with him a second ago in a car without a bag over his head. Yeah. So I don't understand why. Why and would he? Why would he do that? I have no idea. But the bag over his maybe to like be like, oh, you have no idea where you're at. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. So you don't, you can't see where the bag over the head is. What the cops notice when he drives by? Yeah, you yeah, know what I it's mean? definitely it not good. Away. Yeah, because he was laying down in the seat and he starts throwing up, and whenever he does, he sits up. Exactly. And the the cops that are sitting over at the the they're at a gas station filling up and they see him. He talks to they end up driving. The cops start chasing them. They're going down these windy country roads through fields and or through the like is it bean fields or something like that? Yeah. That's what I assume it was. Yeah, yeah, it looks like and bean fields. they come around this sharp corner and there's these two kids in the road on bikes. So he ends up swerving and they end up out in the field. The cops kind of somewhat follow, and then um, they they actually back up and go back out on the road because they realize the car's stuck. It can't go anywhere. And, and they notice that he has a gun, I believe. Yes. Right. So, yeah, so they're stuck out in the field, and Chris then starts to tell Jaden, he says, I know that you're just an intern, but uh, I want to speak with Billy Bauer. And he says, I don't know. I don't know anybody over there. And he's like, all right, who's your human resources person? He talks his way up the line and they end up speaking with uh, Penelope Wu, who's the COO. And she talks to Billy. And while she's talking to him, that's whenever she does the crazy thing of, all right, let's look at his profile. Let's search and scour the Internet for everything we can find about this guy. Yeah. And they solve that mystery very quickly. Yeah. Faster than the cops and faster than the FBI. Which is that his <laughs> wife was killed 
in a car accident by a drunk driver on their way home. Yep. So, and that was, how long, what was that, like three years ago, I think? Uh, was like it that. that long ago? I don't remember. Yeah, I thought I thought it had been, I thought they said it had been three years. And, yeah. I, I may be wrong with that, but I, for some reason, I think it was three years. Uh, also, in the meantime, <laughs> we find out that uh, Smithereens has, somehow has the capability to be able to turn his phone into a bug where he can't hear what they're saying, but they can hear everything that his phone says. Which... Literally this week, there was a story in the news about how the police were doing that to LG TVs. For what? Like just to listen in. Like they had. But for what? I don't. I didn't. <laughs> Shouldn't you have to have a reason to do that? Yeah, that's that's the whole like that was I think the whole argument of the story was like, yeah, look, they're doing this. Hmm, that's fun. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah I, kinda... it's just. I mean, this is this literally could take place today. Yeah, all of this. I would have no doubt that any of this could actually exist. Scary, huh? It kind of is. I mean, it's nice in the sense that you're like, wow, they could fix this problem pretty quickly, or they could learn this, you know, about this. But does it ever get used the correct way? Like, you know, right? Yeah, it's know. the just because you give somebody the ability to do something doesn't mean that they're well, going to use it only. It's for like the the old the story, you know, like in times of war, Rome elected one dude. To, to decide everything caesar right you know like oh what happened to the last guy oh he didn't give it back yeah. right like oh yeah. like no i like this <laughs> i don't need anybody telling me what to do yeah in the point where they're they're sitting in the car talking there's a point where chris tells Jaden that the gun is fake don't worry about it you know right um, and that's overheard it's overheard they end up relaying that to the police, and the police decide, oh, it's a fake gun. They start closing in on him. Well, the kids which... that are outside watching all this happen start tweeting about that. Yeah, yeah, or smithereening yeah. about it or <laughs> yeah, whatever it, yeah. whatever it's called. Smithering. <laughs> what, what, what would you call that? No, smithering it's... is probably the best. <laughs> okay. If uh, the cops end up like driving closer up to him. They have a sniper this whole time and they don't use it. We'll get right. to that here in just a well, second. Well, they don't use it because there had been an incident pretty early prior where like someone was shot that shouldn't have been shot, right? Right. The cops did there. Right. So she's very the co- the head cop is very hesitant to do that. She doesn't want a, a repeat of that. Right. When they're driving up to him, C.S. Grace yells out at him, telling him they just want to talk. And he's like, nope, no talking. And puts the gun out the window, fires it in the air, proving that the gun is not a fake gun. Yeah. He was he was just lying about that. In doing that, he figures out that they're listening into the car because he looks on his phone. He logs into his account and notices that they are... Right. There's people talking about what's going on. The only way that they can know exactly what they had said in the car was if they were listening in. Right. He's he's insistent now on talking to Billy. As soon as he shoots the gun in the air, though, um, C.S. Grace clears the sniper to take a shot at him, and the sniper takes a shot and grazes him in the arm. Right. <sighs> okay, so if you have you're a, problem a sniper... Here? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you're a sniper... Like, what would your number one goal in that case be to not do? Oh, to not miss. There's two people right? in the car. Well, so say you say you shoot and miss, but what's your number one goal when there's two people in the car, one of them is, is a, a, a bad person and one of them is innocent? What's your number one goal? That's to not shoot the, ba- the innocent person, to, right? To not shoot the innocent person. Yeah. So get a better angle than where you can only hit two of them. Look, that was, I think, Tessa's big argument with this episode. Was like, that's the like the most illogical part of this whole episode is like, oh, I'm going to stay here. This is the best and, vantage point. And it's not like, it's not like the movies. Like, it, that gun, if you shoot through the side door of the car and just aim right in front of the seat and shoot right in front of the seat through the doors... You're, it's gonna kill the guy. It's not. It's right. not like it won't go through the door or no. It'll go straight through that car. Yeah. So I. I didn't. Yeah. I. I. That part. They kind of lost me on that part. I. I was. That didn't make sense. It's horrible. That, that didn't make sense to me. And the pacing of. 
I mean, we don't meet Billy Bauer until about halfway through, right? Right. Which because he's on a he's on a ten day detox from electronics. He's out in the middle of nowhere, which is why he can't get a hold of him. Yep. And after the failed shot, that's whenever he's they they end up getting a hold of him and everything, and they're telling him about the situation. And he says, "Let me talk to him." And they're like, "No, we're not going to let you do that." That's Penelope Wu telling him, "No, I think that's a bad idea." And even the FBI guy was telling him that he thought it was a bad idea. And which it is, right? I mean, yeah. At yeah, what point sure. ever that may, what, what, should you do that? Well, I mean, I don't know. The the human side is like, yeah, I understand why you think this is a bad idea, but again, I mean, the further we get into the story, it, it just proves to be a horrible idea, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. So eventually, it comes to the point where Billy ends up calling him. They won't give him the number, so he just decides to do it on his own. He has a sat satcom set up for his laptop, and he just goes on, finds all the information, and he gives him a call. And that's whenever Chris tells the story of his wife, which is what. Now, how messed up is this story? Did you figure it out before? No, I did. I, I figured it out about a quarter of the way into the episode. I was like, oh, that's what happened. So you have fig- so the spoiler here yeah. is that he was driving home that night and had gotten on his phone and looked at a message or something because that's what you do and they, that was the cause of the accident. The yeah. guy just the yeah, other it wasn't the drunk yeah, driver. The other guy just happened to be drunk. It was easy to blame him yeah. for that. So he's getting condolences and all that stuff. Meanwhile, yeah, that's now he, he knows it was his fault. How would that wreck? Wouldn't that wreck you? But. So, if he literally wasn't looking up, and he just got hit while he was still looking down, how does he know the other the drunk person didn't swerve into his lane? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, if you're looking down at your phone and you never technically looked up, you could you could blame yourself. You 100% could blame yourself. Yeah. But, because you weren't doing everything that you could be doing, but the drunk person wasn't helping things, probably. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is like he he was looking at a dog picture like, yeah, and that's he's like a fucking dog picture killed my fiance. No, that's so crazy that it's like that's this that's like the typical throwing blame on it. Like It's like it, just don't look at your phone. Well, sure. Sure. <laughs> well, look, at this I point, mean, he's clearly I mean, he he had stopped going on social media the moment it happened. He, you know, he just, that's exactly his easy go-to blame. Right. Yeah, it couldn't have possibly been me. That thing's too addictive. Yeah. And and Billy even admits as much that it is designed to be addictive and it wasn't the way that he intended it. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, Billy has these talking points that he's given to be like, oh, talk about this, talk about that. And so he starts to follow that. And and he can tell that he's doing that and he goes, stop, you know, Chris is like, just stop with this shit. So right. then Billy decides to be real and it turns around to Billy talking about himself, talking about Billy's problems. Right? That's the that was the thing here. Like he's being real, but like, you know, Chris doesn't give a fuck. Right. That Billy's like None of that's gonna bring yeah. his wife back. So you know, Billy wants to talk to him to let him know. He don't want, he doesn't want to hear Billy's side of the story. You know, yep. and but that's what Billy wants. Billy wants to do that. Billy wants to give him his side. Cause that's what's important. Right. So yeah, and it, it just goes, he's he's like, no, no, it doesn't matter what your reasoning is, it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. Not, I have no self-control, I can't not look right. at my phone. So, uh, then he says, you know, I, I've, I've said my piece, can you do me a favor? And Billy's like, yeah, I'll do anything for you, what do you want? And that he ends up talking to Billy, and then the next thing we see... There's a phone call that Haley gets, the character from earlier, from the support group, that uh, she gets a call from Persona, and they give her the password, so. Yeah, so there is some good here, right? You know, he's he doesn't seem like a horrible guy in that sense, right? I guess. Yeah, he's like, hey, can you, can you get that girl? Which is about the only redeeming thing in this episode, <laughs> The right? password of her daughters. But we don't know what that entailed. What she found in the right, yeah, you know, yeah, because she, Could her, be... Haley was searching for a reason why her daughter had killed herself, 
Right. So it's like, which hell that if that happens, did she find helpful stuff or did she find not helpful stuff? Right. It could have been like a curse or a blessing for sure. Right. So, I mean, that's I I, I would say that that's the. I don't know. I don't know if it's something that you've dealt with or not, but having dealt with with uh, a close family member that's committed suicide, I would say that that's the hard thing is you'll have these questions that you'll never have answers that has to, to be and, unimaginable. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's definitely an odd place to be where nothing you do is ever going to make it any better. It will just kind of get different. Did you find yourself? And I don't know if this is too personal. We'll obviously cut it. But did you find yourself like? really feeling what Haley felt where you're like, oh yeah, like you you understood her her story, I guess. Yeah, so I mean the deal with my brother was that there was never any note, there was never anything like that. I mean right. so like there's questions that are never gonna have any answers to them and that's I, I can understand that part that you that you kinda wanna dig and try and find stuff. But Did that'll kill there you wasn't right? even an option for that for me what, what was that I mean, if you go too far that'll kill you right you'll drive yourself insane right and you right can't there do comes that, a point right? where it's like that person made a decision that there's nothing that you're ever going to be able to do to help or undo yeah. it and no matter how you feel about it you can't change it right so what i mean what do you do about that yeah 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 you just have to kind of try and move on and figure out run through your heads think of anything that you can do better in the future for right. people that are having a hard time yes. and hopefully maybe you can help somebody else so she uh she ends up getting the password and then uh, he tells Jaden that he hangs up on Billy and he tells Jaden he's free to go right and that's whenever Jaden actually reveals that uh his uncle committed suicide don't do this because Chris is saying I'm done with this world I don't want to be here anymore. And he's like, my uncle committed suicide. Don't do this. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it messed my family up. And he's like, I don't have anybody. You know, yeah. his wife's dead. Like his, he's living in, don't they say it's his mom's house that had passed away? Yes. Yeah. Like recently as well. So like literally probably everybody that he knows has passed away. And if he's not on social media, he's probably not doing a lot. Right. So that, yeah. he tells Jaden, "You're you're free to go," and he sits the he sits his gun down on his lap, and that's whenever Jaden decides that gun, he's going right? to make a go for it and try and yeah. take the gun from him, and they end up fighting over it in the car. Right. What an odd time to choose to fight for a gun. Well, I mean, when the guy's going to let you go, I understand like you want to save his life and everything like that, but like I would think like I'm just going to go. And, I mean, eh, I, well. I guess that's a heroic way to, like, you're trying to save the person, but I would think it'd be more, like, based on the fear in the beginning, whenever you had your hand zip-cuffed in front of you and the guy's driving and preoccupied, yeah, yeah. that you would fight then, but... Or you're just I, so I, scared, I don't, know. I don't I, know, yeah. Are you just so, like, so fish out of water that you have no, what the fuck do you do? Yeah, and maybe in the beginning, too, it's the mindset of, this guy's crazy, he'll shoot me. And then at yeah. the end, he's like, oh, no, he won't shoot me. Right. I'm going to take the gun from him and try and save him. Yeah, that that makes sense, right? So, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's probably the mindset there. Right. So, they struggle over the gun, and then the episode ends, and you get the right. little... Well, the snipers take a shot, and they miss. Yep. And then they take a second shot, and then it cuts to people just random people checking their phones right yep. billy sees the, the update they everyone sees the update but we don't see the update ourselves yeah and then the the craziest craziest ending ever they get they all get notifications they look at them and then they just kind of move on with their yeah. life which is so it's like that's it right i mean that's how it happens yeah. that yeah which is such yep. a black mirror ending um where you don't get resolution to something like that right um, whereas like the other the one before this you get a, a complete resolution and the second the third one with miley cyrus there's complete resolution so which to me is very on black mirror you're very i like the whole you're left to kind of think about like who died did anyone die did chris die did Jaden die did they both die 
you know yeah. in my mind yeah, they so both they, died yeah so i think like this very well might be uh one of the things where looking back there comes a point where we realize that there was a point in time where as as a whole you're told uh cigarettes are good alcohol's good sugar's good for you like all these all these crazy things and social media has played up as like this fun thing that you can do and everything but it definitely seems to to be linked kind of in the same way that those things are that maybe it's more harmful than it is helpful towards you like sure it's fun to smoke cigarettes it's fun to eat sugar and it's fun to drink alcohol but there comes a point where moderation with all things you're kind of going to destroy yourself if you right if you overindulge on those things and it's and they even talk about the addictive properties of it so i think it might very well end up being a thing that people look back at and they're like how did we do that for for as long as we did it i think you're very right there i'm probably one of the rare people that doesn't have any social media nowadays i don't have i don't have i don't have a facebook i don't have an instagram i don't have a twitter i don't have anything Do you do you use any any of that I stuff? I have Facebook, to, like on a regular I have basis. Facebook, and I probably check it once or twice a day to water your plants on Farmville. Or no, what? just to see my notifications. You know, just uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I do get on Twitter now that I, when Tess and I started the podcast, I got a Twitter for that because that was from what I had read was like one of the best ways to help kind of promote. So I had yeah. started doing that where I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm probably on that way more than I ever was before, which was zero. Right. Um, but really it's just here and there. I, I have Instagram. A lot of that stuff I do when I have like 10 or 15 minutes in between a lesson where I'll get to my next yeah, lesson 10 or 15 minutes early. And I used to read for a while. I was doing that for a long time. But I hated yeah. reading for 10 minutes and getting stuck in a place that's like, yeah, I can't stop, but I have to because I have to go back to work. So right. I stopped doing yeah, that because it was like, I would just be like, well, I'll get back to it. And I never would because I'm like, oh, I know I'm in the, like an important part. Yeah. So I've started doing a thing too, like to try and take it even further is like if I'm out, if I go to a meal with somebody, I if I can leave my phone in my car you or do. something like that, I try and do that because it's like. I can't think of anything I can't wait 30 minutes for yeah. and try and be engaged with the person that I'm hanging out with. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to think, think of things. Yeah, I think I think it's just a better thing to be engaged in what you're doing. Like, if I go to a concert, I don't want to be one of those people that's filming with their phone uh, some yeah, video yeah. that I'm never going to watch. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. I'd rather be there, be engaged in what's going on, hang out, enjoy the time. And I don't. That's, that's where I'm at with stuff like that, yeah. so... It's the way you should be, I think. Is. I I struggle with that. Um I don't know, I find like when I'm with like my family or like friends, oh, I don't have any friends that I hang out with, but when I'm with Tessa it's not a big deal. Like yeah. we went to we went yeah, to lunch cause... after church and with friends and I had my phone out. I wasn't on it. I on, I've got on it a couple times, but it was nothing I don't know. If I looked at it, I started. Here's what I did. I was listening to your mom's house, and they were talking about how long. No, it was Joe Rogan because they were doing a sober October preview. Yeah, and they were talking about uh, Ari was talking about how much time are you on your phones because Ari doesn't do like smartphones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he has a flip phone, right. and then we find out Bert's phone was a yeah was a new phone. Yes. He f- f- fucked with him. Yeah, and it's like oh, I'm only but on there like thirty minutes a I day. I did not have those Fuck. notifications on my phone to show me how much time I had been on there. I turned them off because it drains your battery. So I've turned yeah. them on the last two weeks, and it tells me my screen time. And it, I guess, when I look at that number, it is depressing. Yeah, where I was like, "Fuck, yeah. man, I could have done." anything else you know so yeah yeah that's the it's it's the hard thing like that's why i I like going to jujitsu that's three hours that i don't mess around and do anything else like it's just engaged with people that i'm that i'm hanging out with and yeah see i don't i don't do any kind of like i engage with a lot of people with my job um because i have to that's how my job works you know being a, a driving instructor you're in a car with a person 
Um, yeah. But outside of work, I don't. I just don't do that with a lot of people. I have a very small group of people that I engage with. Oh yeah. And I've if, been if engaging with them for a long time, so I don't, you know, think anything of it. Right. If I didn't, if I didn't train for the last eight years, like I, I would still be doing the same stuff. Like I wouldn't have hardly any friends. It would right. be, I'd hang out with you and yeah. Oh look. Maybe your brother and whoever else wanted to to hang out that I knew. Maybe Nolan. Yeah. Oh look, that's but other um, than that, it's like it'd be it'd be a pretty small group. I mean, like if we were if you and I went out to dinner, I wouldn't have my phone out. But that's because I don't see you in person enough. Right. And I just right. like staring at you. Yeah, and one of one of the reasons that up no, at jujitsu that I, I like that I you. took the instructor role whenever they offered it is because I know that I don't I don't like being around like people that I don't know. And I, I generally don't talk to people that I don't know. And I, I kind of like avoid that. So that's a way to like get me past and do something that, that will make me a better person that I don't necessarily, I wouldn't ever really do on my own. Right. I wouldn't just go up and start talking to people. That is, that's not my thing. Shit. But That is my father-in-law and my wife. My God, they, <laughs> we will be in the line. We'll be in a line for something. And she will just like make some remark about shoes or whatever. And she'll just have a conversation. And I'm like, what the even fuck are you doing? doing That's that. a stranger. They could kidnap yeah. you. <laughs> they could kidnap you. Yeah. But they do that. My father-in-law is like totally like that. He's such a friendly person that it's yeah. just not a skill I have. Like I'm, I have no yeah. problem socializing with people that I don't know. Like I, I can do that really well. And I think that's my job that's kind of taught me that. But I yeah. don't go out to do that. Like we had a funeral a couple of weeks ago that we went to. Um, on Tessa's side of the family, and I barely know any of them, and I had no problem socializing with them, and it was an enjoyable time talking, but it's not yeah. something that I was like looking forward to. I was not looking forward <laughs> to like going to lunch and like talking. You yeah. know, the only thing worse than talking is somebody asks you questions and you got to oh, talk God. about yourself. I'm like, I hate, I, I like, hate talking about myself. Oh. Oh, you work on barges? That sounds Dude. really interesting. It's not. Oh. It's not. I. <laughs> there's nothing else I want. To, I hate talking. I know, about but that. like when you talk about it, I. It's so interesting to me because I know nothing about that. But I yeah, also that, know that, you. I, I get that. There's know? like, I, especially like the maintenance side of it. There's probably maybe fifty to a hundred people in the world that do that. See, job. that's what's it's crazy. Just, to I, me. I just realized like, that the other day. That's what's interesting about that to me is like. No one knows what you do. So when you talk about that stuff, it's so foreign to me that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I right. had a girl last week who does equestrian stuff with like horse like competitions. And I know I know mm-hmm. nothing about that. Like, what do you know about horse competitions? I know they yeah. run over they go over jumps. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they knock the thing the ball. Yeah, off. and so I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Talk about like do you take the horse like places? How far do you take the horse? Like, where do you do competition? Like that stuff's interesting. Tennessee walking horse. Is that, is that <laughs> one of them that used? I think it is. I, I... I think I just came up with that off the top of my head. <laughs> nice. But like that kind of stuff I find interesting. Cause I don't right. know anything about that world. Like you get kids who are like, Oh, I play soccer. I'm like, well, I know what soccer is. That's not interesting to me. It's stupid. Yeah. That's the word for it. Yeah. It's stupid. I think you meant football. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that kind of, that kind of stuff to me. Yeah, and I, I, I realize that now, like, because people have told me, like, enough people have said it over time where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can start talking to you about it. Like, you just tell me how in-depth you right. want me to go, because I can talk to you for a long time about it. But oh, I at the end of the day, it's like, I fix stuff that other people break <laughs> that makes it to where you can pump chemicals out of a barge to the dock. That's the most yeah. basic way that I can tell you. And then they say... Uh, so barges hold chemicals and boats push them up and down the river. And the way that you can drop the barges in the fleet and the boats can keep going is there's cables that you tie the you essentially uh, uh, put the boat on the barges with these cables. So you can bring the barges and drop them off and then keep dropping them off as you go up the river. And then you stay with the last few until they they're empty. And then you start driving back down, and you pick barges back up on the way down, and that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So, uh, when people are like, "Oh, did you live on the barges?" and I'm like, "That's not a thing because <laughs> those are full of chemicals, and there's no rooms, and it's like you live on the boat." But people don't know that, and I'm like, right. "This is a this is a rough conversation because yeah. it'd be like 
I can't even think of a good like <laughs> of a good analogy to make it to where you realize how crazy it well, is to be do like you find yourself just being like yes yes i did i did live on it yeah well so what i say is uh i i correct it but i i say yeah i lived on i i rode boats for three and a half years where i lived on them for 21 days at a time and i'd go home for 10 yeah there you go but yeah so i, I i've kind of got a thing that i say to it now but i don't know if that that like right. registers because that that's instantly what everybody thinks like oh <laughs> you're gone for a long time and i'm like you've seen me five days this week <laughs> yeah like <laughs> what at what point do you realize that i'm not gone yeah yeah but so. i remember when we first started hanging out you would constantly be like i'm calling you from here i'm calling you from there yeah and that that still kind of that still happens like where you know yeah, if go especially if like stuff breaks i gotta and, go up to da 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 Right, Ashland or Mount Vernon yeah. or yeah, it's yeah, that that still happens where I, I tend to drive quite a bit, but I live closer to the middle now, so yeah. most stuff I can usually do within the day and if not I'll stay overnight. It's not a big deal. Right. Well, correct me so. if I'm wrong, but you were also like the girl you were dating at the time, you're like, I'm gonna be gone for though like two days. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, were yeah, constantly yeah. like, Hey, yeah. I gotta go out to this yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't wanna be here. <laughs> I'm too much of a pussy to break up with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah so, so god all right so uh smithereens yes um dealt with a lot of stuff but based on our four c's character comp uh, composition cleverness and kindred let's start with character what, what would you give it on i characters? love the characters here and i think a lot about yep. it is the actors everybody did a really good job everyone yeah. was believable even the police andrew scott i thought was really good in this yeah, you know, I believe yeah, I, his I, desperation. I agree with all that. Um, I'm gonna give that a five to me. Yeah, I I went four on that one, just because the I, I I thought the I felt like the Topher Grace character probably should have been more CEO ish, where he's more flippant about. Uh, he was very hipstery. Yeah, but he yeah, felt I, that. I found that to be odd. That at the point where you've you've essentially conquered the world, you're not like a robot and numb to the world. Okay, I don't know. I don't know that. The level of dedication it takes to get to that point if you can still have that that compassion yeah but I, I, maybe <laughs> so uh composition um i thought this kind of st was stagnant in the middle i thought it was kind of slow yeah um i'm gonna yep. give it a three it, it, i gave it a three i thought as it was well, decent the, but i just the, you know the shooter having a crappy angle yeah you know right to me and then he didn't fight back while they were driving which is the part where it would make sense to fight back to me tessa said the same thing about the sniper which so it, that clearly yeah. seems like it was a running yeah thing. i'm glad to know it wasn't yeah. only me so uh cleverness <sighs> i'm gonna give this a two um really it, it was creative in the sense that this could happen but it also was very basic i thought have you seen anything else, though, that ties, like, they don't necessarily tie it together, but it's the two main issues that they deal with are suicide and social media, and it's, it can't, there's no way you can deny that in the years that social media has been on a rise, like, suicide rate has been on a rise as well, and I don't think I, I know of anything else that's kind of dealt with that. It didn't necessarily directly link the two together, but the fact that those are the two overarching themes of the show. And you thought it dealt with it kind really of well, like accurately. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I felt like that was actually really good. And I don't know of anything else that's dealt with that. Can you think of anything else well, that's kind of tied those two things together? Now that you say that I, I really can't. Yeah. I, I mean, just for that fact alone, I, I would give it a four okay. on, on cleverness just because of that. So, um, that, that, I don't know. That's my thoughts on that, that part, but uh kindred i would say five just because like i said i like the the contrast between the three main characters and they're all very relatable in their position other than maybe billy bauer but if the contrast is he's got all the power and none of the control then that's the way he acted is like he doesn't have any control over the situation so he's he's being empathetic towards the guy so i gave in that aspect i think yeah he's a relatable character i gave this a i gave kindred a four um okay. I, I like again I overall I thought this was a good episode. I thought this was the best episode of this season. Um 
Although I think I might have given Striking Vipers a seventy-five. That yeah. gave this gives I give this a seventy. So maybe I maybe I didn't think that. Yeah. So I gave I gave this episode an eighty overall. Yeah. I thought I thought it was a really good episode. I again I I thought it was a really good episode, but man, Black Mirror. The Black Mirror's problem is it's it's is it's because yeah, wow, Black Mirror's problem is it success, right? It's a victim of its yeah. own success to me, where I just expect every season to be like crazy, and it. This doesn't seem like the type of show that you can watch the episode multiple times. You know, this is a show yeah. that I like. When the new season comes out, I will rewatch the previous season leading up to it, right? To kind of get back into that mode of like, ooh. Um, right. But I like haven't seen season four. I didn't see season. I saw season four when it came out, and then I didn't watch it again until a couple weeks leading up to season five coming out. Okay. So they're definitely like. Like the White Christmas episode is really good. I've watched that one probably three or four times, maybe. But hmm. that's because you just see things that you don't see before. It's crazy. It's a it's a really well done episode. Do you know what the the episode with Miley Cyrus uh, is called? Jack Ash something something and Ashley too. I'll, okay. If you give me a second, I'll pull it up here. I still have the wiki. Uh, maybe I don't have the wiki. Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too. Yeah, didn't you? Didn't you originally? Uh, whenever we talked about this, didn't you call this episode shenanigans? I might have. I think you and did. I was trying to be so, funny. I think. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the spirit of one of us renaming the episode, we renamed Striking Vipers to Headbutting Bananas. Yes. So this one shenanigans. is shenanigans, not smithereens. <laughs> so. That, well, the next uh, one, any, the any next one will be called Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Oh, okay. So, so the little, little. I remember those. Yeah, that's what I would call the next one. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, I didn't. So do, uh, do you have any other thoughts or anything about this episode? No, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just, <laughs> just. Mumbling. Yeah, it's, it, it's a good emphasis on um, the struggle for people to be able to control i don't even know how you would say that uh maybe i would say that it's it's a good it's a good way to show that even though people want to do right things are out of their control sometimes yeah. there you go yeah. yeah that's that might be a good synopsis there you go so this has been 4c reviews thank you for listening i'm elliot and I'm Brody. We'll catch you next time. Peace.